Welcome to Let's Talk Social. My name is Rich Hake, and I'm going to be diving into all things social media marketing from tips and tricks that you guys can try to trends that you can implement on your page. We're here to help you navigate the ever-changing world us marketers go through. Join me as I discuss some of the impact that social media has had on our businesses to build better brand strategies to improve sales. Let's hop in. Hey everyone, and welcome to today's episode. We are going to be going over the psychology of upselling. This is going to be specifically for e-commerce businesses, software as a service businesses, or soft or uh, service businesses that actually will list their services for purchase on the internet, so they can actually uh, transact with it before actually having to deal with anybody inside of that company. So. Upselling has been seen to increase sales by as much as 4% for um, people that implement it. It's all about striking while the iron is hot, so while someone's ready to purchase, um, upselling on them, and you kind of got to get them started on their own little slippery slope there while they're purchasing. So, um, of course, the first thing I want to go over is what is upselling? I have a definition here for you. It is upselling is when the seller encourages the customer to spend more by recommending a higher priced alternative of the current consideration. So if they're looking for something um, at a $50 price point, an upsell would be something at a $60 price point. And so this 4% um, of additional revenue for your business to put that in perspective, so if you do $100,000 per month, 4% is $4,000 more. Over the course of the year, that equates to $48,000 in revenue, which is basically almost a whole month's or half of a month's um, income over the course of that entire year. So, you know, it's almost like you have 12 and a half uh, calendar months to sell through when you actually only have 12. So, um, act like you're the customer for a second. So you're on your website, you're viewing it for maybe the first time uh, or one of many. And at this point, you've basically taken the time to perform a basic product research or um, research the brand, at least enough to have gotten you to the site, right? Um, You've browsed through the website, you've learned about the product, and now you are ready to basically add it to your cart. So it's like right before you're going to click that button, that's what we're talking about right here. Um, There is one additional spot, I guess, technically, which is the um, in the actual cart itself. So before they go and click pay for the items, you can also recommend and upsell items right there at checkout. So these two places is where we're going to be talking about predominantly. So after you've gotten yourself there as the customer, you've basically decided that this is the product that you're going to use to fulfill the pain point or to serve whatever purpose, um, the reason that you're buying the product. Uh, So when you're in actual buying mode, this is where we're ready to attack, basically. So and you have to remember as well, the customers are more open to it if there is more value being presented with the uh, next item that you're recommending over to them. So if they're trying to purchase a three piece set, you might be able to offer a five piece set for a small upcharge and the additional two pieces there could be the added value for the person to actually go into an upsell. Another good part about that is it's very convenient for the customer. So upselling um, when you're listing new products underneath maybe where they're shopping. Amazon is a great example of that. We'll probably mention them a couple times today. Uh, That's a great spot for you to basically be upselling product. And it's a win-win for both the customer and you. They get a higher valued product and we obviously will collect more dollars um, because we got the upsell. So 
now that we're clear exactly on what upselling is, um, obviously how and kind of why it works, let's get down to some things to you can consider when implementing um, upselling and kind of some uh, what plays into the psychology behind upselling as well. So the first thing is one of the first things that you can do is offer a side by side comparison of an alternative. So we can start with the most basic is just a simple comparison of two different products. Um, something that you've probably seen many times. So again, software as a service, um, if you're purchasing with a, say Spotify or anything that offers a monthly plan, you'll probably, you know, even Netflix, you've probably seen this before where it will list out the actual plan options. It'll show the list of deliverables beneath that plan and have different price points tagged to them. Obviously, putting them side by side so that if you're on the lowest plan, you can see everything that you're missing out, um, you know, basically right there in front of you. So that's the overall goal with a side by side comparison is making sure that they can actually see all the things that they're missing out on and they actually have to click past it purposefully and miss out on it because you're showing a side by side comparison. So, again, um, this is a very popular thing for service based things. This can be done with products as well. So. You might have a basic color or one of the original runs sitting um, as the primary product selection. And then next to it, you could either have a limited edition, special color options, any of that kind of stuff. And that would be the upsell is showing a side-by-side -side comparison to where this person is feeling the um, psychological push to purchase the higher priced item because it has more value. Again, tying to what we talked about. So that's one of the ways. One of the other things is just one of the other things to remember when going in for upsells is to make sure that you have reasonable alternatives for what the person is actually currently looking at. So if they, there's two kind of ways I'll talk about this. Um, if we're on say a lawn care website and you're going to purchase a weed eater, a, um, a product that put next to that in comparison, say like a full size lawnmower that is $4,000 misses on both of the fronts I was going to talk about. So what you could have sold with the weed eater is maybe $10 weed eater line to go with it or oil or a maintenance kit or something to that effect. It directly applies to the weed eater, meaning it's in the realm of what the person was originally uh, going to buy. Yes, a lawnmower is in the realm, um, but it's actually not a good upsell because apart from the price point, it's not actually playing into exactly what the person was purchasing. Um, so having like something again, like weed eater string probably would have been a better placement there. And then the secondary reason for that would be, you know, the weed eater could be a couple hundred dollars, whereas that tractor or uh, lawnmower I was talking about specifically could be a couple thousand. So the price point is actually mismatched there as well. And you'll notice that also applies to the weed eater string being a good upsell for the weed eater. You know, the weed eater might be a few hundred dollars. You might be able to get 10 or 20 or $30 in an additional upsell through a purchase of, you know, weed eater line, a, um, a plan that keeps it insured and everything covered, many options there. So present reasonable alternatives. Something else would be um, if you have maybe multiple uh, clothes inside of your store, if someone is looking for, say, hoodies, Alternative upsells that are reasonable would be jackets, scarves, things that are related to winter. And on top of that, if they're looking at $60 hoodies and maybe most of the things in your store are 600 bucks, that probably would be a time for you to show 
other sixty dollar um, similar price pointed areas, not some of the other products in your shop that are really really expensive. So present reasonable alternatives. That's a good one there. And then this one's um, pretty small, but another good thing to remember is, and this won't apply to everybody, but display upgrades. So kind of similar to the first thing that we had talked about um, with the side-by-side comparison, you can actually put these upgrades on side-by-side comparisons. These kind of work together, but um, you would basically want to show what a a base product would be and then potential upgrades on top of it so even back to that weed eater this could be the string this could be an additional attachment for it many things that you can do there um, even back to the amazon example if you're buying something there as you've always seen on amazon they have the recommended products underneath so that is where you can display bigger or better maybe kits or bundles or um, different product opportunities there so making sure that upgrades are displayed and to the customer's eyes as they are purchasing again the psychology here is kind of not um it's kind of fear of missing out in a sense so it's like the person is willingly passing up a better opportunity and normally if they're going to sacrifice that is because the value trade-off isn't there meaning that they don't see the worthwhile and paying the extra amount for whatever the extra they're getting or they don't have the actual purchasing power for it, or you know maybe they're just looking to get what they're getting and going out. So many options as to uh, what you can do for displaying upgrades, get creative and crafty with it. And then very last thing here before we just do a small recap is offer alternatives in your shop that have actually better ratings than maybe what the person is shopping for right now. So again, Amazon does this really well. You might be looking at a... Um, item on Amazon and it could be three stars and not have many reviews. If you scroll down right beneath that, you're going to see recommended products. They could all have five stars with 2000 views a piece or whatever. And that is called social proof. So when you're actually getting um, basically proof from a community or a group of people that you believe to be a real group of people uh, that serves as what we call social proof, basically allowing for your customer to be okay with purchasing something that they are actually maybe unfamiliar with and the reason that they're comfortable with it is because they have the social proof from other people many other people giving positive reviews so if you have lower performing items in your uh, web store this would be an option to kind of push them toward the better performing items and hopefully even those better performing items are at, uh, you know, at a better price point or have better margins for you. So that's another kind of crafty thing that you can do um, in terms of offerings for the psychological aspect and kind of approach for upselling customers is to use the reviews as social proof, uh, ultimately convincing the person to purchase over there. So the five, the I think that was what, four things right here? Um, oh, I do have one more, which is showing a more popular option. And so we even do this with our pricing inside of one of my businesses is the if you have multiple packages listed next to each other, you're already doing a lot of checking the boxes of what we talked about. Um, we're showing side-by-side -side comparisons. You're displaying the upgrades right there. Um, we're not showing ratings, but you might be showing reasonable alternatives as well. So not super far off on price point and in the general realm of things that you're doing well. Another way that you can do this is underneath maybe the package options showing that package three or four or five, whatever it may be, is the most popular package. And so a lot of uh, businesses will position themselves in a way where they're putting most popular package on the one that they actually do get really good margins on and the one they do want to sell the most, even though it's not the most expensive. So 
you might have four packages and they could be, uh, let's say 250, 500, 750 and a thousand that $500 one may be, you know, it's only the second most expensive, but that might be your bread and butter for everything. So if you put most popular option on there, it does a couple things in the person's head and you've, you can do this. I'm sure you can feel the same way. If you were to look at something like this is it doesn't feel the most expensive. You have social proof from other people because we're telling them that it's the most popular option. And on top of that, you've got other things in the realm right there that can go um, toward upsells. So you've got the better things there. Now, once you get a salesman involved in all of that, if they're just curbside shopping, super easy to push these upsells. Hey, I see this is our most popular plan. You can totally go with that one. As you see beneath here, we actually have a couple additional things you'll be getting if you do move up to the next package and it's X, Y, Z. This is the actual cost for it. I think it'll be great for you. So you've got that ability to right there, um, show somebody visually as well. So that is the ultimate recap on that. There's one last thing after this recap I'm going to touch on. And if you sell on Shopify, stick around for it. Uh, but the recap is offering a side-by-side -side comparison for alternatives. We're going to present reasonable alternatives um, when we do do that, when we do show those side-by-sides. Uh, we're going to display upgrades when possible, you service businesses especially. We're going to offer alternatives that have better ratings. So again, we're not going to maybe tell them that, but we're going to have the ability for our web store to display other products that have very positive ratings. So maybe if the one they land on has a low one, they can convert. And then to show more popular options, so leveraging social proof, not only through the ratings, but through what we tell the customer is the most popular option through all of that. So those are the big things there. If you need to recap on this episode, might be a good one to re-listen to, or if you have someone running your web store, send this to them so they can go through and just check that some of these, if not all of them are being done. Again, 4% doesn't seem like a lot, but when you put that toward uh, compounding time, one year, two year, three year, we're going to be talking about a lot of money, hopefully. So um, keep up with all of these things. Let me know if you have questions or comments about them. Now for my Shopify stores, or maybe people who are questioning going over to Shopify or opening a Shopify store, I picked out some tools that are automated tools that will actually help you with upselling. Um, I'm not going to go into every single one. I'm not sponsored by these people. Um, and I also don't just have the time for it inside of this episode, but they, I'm going to list four of them off. One of them is actually from Shopify. It's just called Shopify's product upsell. It is the number one reviewed and most popular upsell on Shopify. Now is Shopify using social proof and doing that to us right now with that plugin? Maybe. Um, another one is Presta shops upsell module is what it's called. So that one does a good job of displaying specific categories and products in certain places for promotion. We've got Magneto's mass product relator. I think they have a couple apps underneath that um, brand house actually. So if you're using another one of them, might be good just to pick up that one. Um, higher, that's, they're really focusing on upselling for um, adding things to your cart, not necessarily getting more expensive products on there. So more um, volume than necessarily upsell, but still a good one to increase revenue. And then we've got the, um, there's a couple apps through WordPress and WooCommerce was one of the last things I was going to touch on. So not Shopify, but um, there's a few, again, like third-party plugins that can be installed into the site. So if you have products listed on there and everything, you can tell these plugins what to do um, on the product listing, and they will display products down underneath there. When they add things to the cart, it will suggest similar items to them, all that good stuff. So 
I'm sure you guys kind of know what it is already if you've been in the Shopify realm, but remember that you have these apps and tools to use. Shop around with them. They all charge different rates on a different monthly or yearly uh, basis. So make sure that you are getting the best bang for your buck with those. All right. I think that is the end of this episode. I hope you guys valued from this. Again, send this to um, you know whoever's running the web store, even if you have an agency that's helping you out. Um, maybe don't send them the episode, but just question, um, are we doing things to implement upselling inside of our business? If so, can I see numbers on reporting? Do we have an app that is actually tracking how well these things are doing? That would be good questions as a business owner to ask and good information for you to know. So thanks for listening again. Let's roll the outro. thank you all so much for listening again my name is rich hake with alpha if you have any questions about today's topic or if you want me to talk more in depth about a different topic let me know in the comments down here below or wherever you're watching this you can dm us on instagram at let's talk social pod or you can send me an email directly at let's talk social podcast at gmail.com we'll have another episode coming soon for you guys have a social day